0: In the epistle, St. Paul tells the Hebrews, How much more shall the blood of Christ cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. A certain priest from back in the 1800s tells the story that once while he was hearing confessions, it was the Eve of Of a feast of Our Lady, a woman approached. She knelt down in the confessional and there were some moments of silence. The priest admitted he didn't understand why the silence. And then she spoke, Father, curse me, for I am a monster. Curse you? No, I am here to pardon you. Tell me your sins, and tell me all of them. The priest sat patiently listening to her, her list of sins covering a 30-year span. It took almost an hour, and he said that for her, every day was ripe for crime, that every divine and human law rose before this poor creature to accuse her, but nonetheless she confessed all. She confessed it clearly and with great contrition and amendment of life. What a load must have been taken off of her heart that day. In answer to the priest's question why she decided to come after all these years to make a good confession, she responded, well Father, the world would laugh, and you'll just say I'm a fool. And she went on, My name is Mary, like the Blessed Virgin, whom I have so often and so greatly offended. I received flowers last evening, pure white flowers. And these flowers, she said, seemed to speak to me, saying, Mary, in spite of everything this is what you were on the day of your first communion do you remember your white dress and your soul whiter still the thought of her first communion and her once so innocent soul choked her into tears and she wept and she resolved to go to confession thanking her lady for this grace on the way. The priest told her after the confession was over, make an act of thanksgiving now, because this day God's mercy has triumphed. How many Catholics there are that find out by experience what they already know by faith. The Lord is merciful and dealeth mercifully. It is the mercy of God that shines forth most brightly in the lives of the Saints, as we think of a Saint Mary Magdalene or a Saint Paul, Saint Dismas, or the Centurion, Saint Longinus. When that Centurion, on Good Friday, took his spear And shoved it through our Lord's side, he pierced the sacred heart, and from that loving heart, all-merciful, flowed the sacraments, among which is that great sacrament of mercy, the sacrament of penance. But penance, confession, this is a subject about which so many people, even Catholics are uneasy. But what does the Catechism teach us about confession? Here's your little lesson today. What is confession? The First Communion Catechism tells us most simply it is the sacrament in which the sins committed after baptism are forgiven. When did our Lord institute this sacrament? Our Lord instituted this sacrament on the day of his resurrection when he spoke these words to his apostles, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. That is what is taught in the catechism. But it was our Lord who said, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. You know these words, but do you believe these words with faith? Not with some feeling, not just because it's your opinion, but do you believe these words based on the words of Christ who had revealed them to you? Would you be willing to die for the doctrine of The forgiveness of sins? If so, if you believe these words, then why do so many Catholics find it so hard and burdensome to go to confession? Well, there is always a reason, but they always turn out to be a thousand silly objections. Oh, I have no time. I work all day long. And then I'm tired at night and have to get some rest so I can work the next day. No time for your eternal salvation? What will the priest think? Well, in the words of St. Francis de Sales, I think you must be a very holy person, for only the saints have made so good a confession. Well, I'm not ready to give up my sins just yet. Well, at one point, you're going to have to give up your sins or face the judgment. But here, in the confessional, you will find your time of mercy and grace. Oh, it's too embarrassing what I have to say. Well, remember this, that you will be forced one day at the last judgment to admit before all, Before every man that ever existed from the time of Adam to the last man, you will be forced to admit every sin, hidden or public, that you have committed. One man, hard of hearing, he says he cannot hear me in the confessional, so he says, speak up. And he he said, I'm not worried what people hear. They're going to hear about it one day anyway he's right, but we should still try to protect the seal of the confession. In the catechism it says, it is far better to willingly acknowledge our sins once and for all in the confessional than to do so by force throughout all eternity. Well my sins are too many to remember. Do your best. That's all that God expects. It's too hard to go to confession. Only five things are needed. First communion catechism, you learn it there. One is to find out my sins, to be sorry for them, to make up my mind not to sin again. All you have to do is ask Our Lady. She'll help you to make up your mind. Then I go to tell my sins to the priest, and then I do the penance that the priest gives me and for those five simple steps you receive the forgiveness of your sins. Well, my sins are too bad to be forgiven. Do you know who Saint Margaret of Cortona is? She was a terrible sinner. She gave her life over to all sorts of liberty so that the city despaired of her ever being converted and saved. Well, one day by the grace of God, she made it to confession and made a good one. And when Saint Margaret was asking our Lord about her sins, his response was, your sins? I no longer know where they are. Do you believe all this? Here's what Faber said, Father Faber says on confession. Confession is an act of, the, of faith on our part. It is an act of worship. It is a breaking with the world and a turning to God, a triumph over millions of evil spirits of huge power and of unbounded intellect. It is the beginning of an eternity of union with God and confers the right of seeing the invisible face to face. One of God's creatures, the priest, pronounces some few words, and straight away, though invisibly and spiritually, there falls from the veins of Jesus a shower of the precious blood which washes the sinner's soul, and all his guilt is done away with instantaneously, even 30, 40 years of guilt. And this man's state of soul is completely changed. Dead merits have revived and all of heaven is stirred at this event oh and confession is also the remedy to all of our temptations should you complain about going to confession and then coming and every week confessing the same things well keep at it the graces will be given you and you will overcome your sins Stay away from confession, and you will fall into worse sins. But hear what St. Augustine says, a very profound thought. He said that concerning the confessional, the act of the priest in forgiving the sins of a sinner is greater than the action of creating the world. That is something worth thinking about. And it goes right on right back there in that box. Well, to conclude, we Catholics, we are the most fortunate of all creatures, yet we are oftentimes the most ungrateful. It is the question of sin that troubles our souls. How to get rid of it? Luther, he didn't have the answer. His theology taught that, well, sin was just covered, but it always remained. Calvin didn't have it either. His doctrine led to either presumption or despair because, well, God predestines a soul, he said, to go to hell. And the Jews, it's not there either because they rejected the Savior of whose blood washes away our sins. But our Lord Jesus Christ gave to his church, to his priest, the power to forgive sin, to remove sin from the soul. Of this we have God's word. And who can doubt the word of God? Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. Let us then make good use of the sacrament of penance these next two weeks so as to make ourselves worthy to receive our Easter duty. May God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.